Welcome to Kingdom Living Ministries, where our vision is knowing God, loving people, and making disciples. We trust this week's message will be a blessing to your life. Enjoy the teaching ministry of KLM. Hey, greetings. Um, Greetings, KLM. I I bring you greetings in the matchless name of Jesus. We're live from the church. I pray that you'll be able to hear me even clearer today. <laughs> and uh, we will definitely miss uh, Minister Alan Jean. He has um, been a blessing to us and one of the ministers that God has raised up here at KLM. And, and we do pray for his success as he enters into marriage and, and to the next phase of what the Lord has for him. So, um, yeah, we want to just thank God for his um, his life. Amen. So we're continuing our series uh, on the leadership of the Spirit. Um, this is going to go longer than what I anticipated. I, I, w- I actually thought I would be finished by now, but I, I do think that sometimes we do rush and not realizing that I just need to pace myself and follow the leadership of the Spirit. So let's go to the Lord in prayer and then we'll dive right into the Word of God. Father God, we thank you for this opportunity to share your Word with your people. I pray none of me but all of you. I pray for a supernatural divine utterance that I may boldly make known the mysteries of the gospel. I pray that you'll grant unto your people the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of you, that the eyes of their understanding, let's just, I want you to pray this prayer with me. Say, Father God, I come to you in Jesus' name. I'm asking you to give me the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of you that the eyes of my understanding may be enlightened, that I may know what is the hope of your calling, what are the riches of the glory of your inheritance in the saints, what is the exceeding greatness of your power towards me who believes in Jesus' name. Father, I thank you for meeting us today. I thank you that every time we, I stand behind a sacred desk that you, I pray that you will be glorified in the words that I speak. May I speak life to those who are listening and may you change lives today. In Jesus' name, amen. So today's um, sermon, we're continuing on the, the, the lines of speak, of, of developing listening ears. So today's message title is called Speak, Lord, Your Servant is Listening. Speak, Lord, Your Servant is Listening. And we'll take some time to go through 1 Samuel chapter 3 with dealing with Samuel, the young prophet. Um, I do want to mention something that I mentioned last week is one of the things, I hope y'all did your homework and you were supposed to write down um, the areas that you are in disobedient in and asking the Holy Spirit to reveal to you where you're missing it. It's, it's good to kind of be aware of that and then the Holy Spirit also will correct you and give you even more insight. One of the things I said last week that I want to reiterate is delayed obedience is really disobedience. Delayed obedience is really disobedience. And so the Lord 
will reveal his plan to us. And of course, we need his wisdom, his guidance, where to go from that plan. So I'm not talking about that type of, oh, but when the Lord moves on your heart to do something immediately, you need to obey. For example, if the Lord moves on your heart to call a loved one or to bless someone financially or to bless someone with something, you know, um, whether it's a card or just a prayer, you need to move on those things because, you, you know, when you're in need, you want someone to meet your needs or someone to come to you, be a, a voice of encouragement to you. So you want to sow that. So when the Lord moves on your heart to sow financially to a brother or sister, I want to give a shout out to some of the members of KLM who saw a need last week. I believe it was last weekend, and the need was met for, for one of our members. Thank you for your obedience. I'm, I'm sure everyone wasn't aware of it, but those who were, they met the need. So we didn't even have to bring it before everyone because the need was met before, you know, within minutes. So you want to be obedient to whatever the Lord tells you to do, even to the point if the Lord tells you to call your loved ones or to call a friend that you ever heard from or to stay in contact with people or to get away from people. I'm thinking about a time that in my life that I was, the Lord prompted me to call my grandmother, my mom's mom, um, every single Sunday. So every Sunday I called my mom's mom, my grandmother, every single Sunday for about a year, maybe years some change. And I'm so grateful because after that, she went home to be with the Lord. And so I have those precious memories and those talks that we had. So you do want to obey the promptings of the Spirit when the Lord is leading you to do something. All right, so um, we talked about delayed obedience as really disobedience. Um, we did talk a little bit about full, the full blessing that comes from, from doing. It's one thing to hear from God, but it's another thing to actually obey what you hear. Many a times people will say, oh, Lord, speak to me, speak to me. But when the Lord has already dealt with you. And even next week, we're going we're to talk about developing a willing heart developing a willing heart. And one of the things I'm giving you an insight of what we're going to talk about next week is that you have to be willing to hear what you don't want to hear. When you deal with the Lord, sometimes you may be praying for understanding about something or, or maybe your finances. And so you have to really submit your will to the will of the Lord. If you want the Lord's best for your life, you got to give him your best. And so you really got to search your heart and make sure if there's any area in your life that you're lacking, any area in your life that you are missing God, that area could be a key to opening up your provision, opening up healing in your body. Many times, I think, the, I think sometimes people get the concept of, you know, let me just claim some scriptures on healing or claim scriptures on finances and walk in them. But it is much more than that. It's not... This faith, what we call faith and walking in faith, the word of faith, is not just a, a naming and claiming, but it's actually a following the spirit of the Lord. Following Faith only works with the leadership of the spirit. Let me say that again. Faith only works with the leadership of the spirit. So if you want your faith to work the way that God designed it to work, you got to be in, you got to follow the Lord. You got to follow the leadership of the spirit. Um, healing, uh, key to healing is your, 
you're paying attention to the leadership of the Spirit. Sometimes when you go to pray for something, being sensitive to the Spirit, and the Spirit of God will put His hand on, on an area of your life that may not necessarily seem related to what you're asking Him for. And, and with your obedience to that thing will kind of open up that portal, if I can say, of healing for your physical body or provision for your pockets or wisdom or knowledge or understanding. So it really does pay to obey the Lord and follow his leading and willing be, really being um, willing to obey the Lord. First, I mean, Isaiah chapter 1, verse 19 says, if you're willing and obedient, you should eat the good of the lamb. I'm thinking about a story now of a, of a man who the Lord dealt with about going to China to be a missionary from his teenage years. And he got married young, and then what happened was he never did obey what the Lord was dealing with him about going being a missionary. And so a minister talked to him and said, hey, um, you know, pray with him. He needed some healing in his body. And the minister said, what has the Lord been dealing with you about? Because that's the key to receiving that healing that you, you, you long for. And he started crying and he said, well, the Lord had dealt with me about being a missionary to China since I was a teenager. And the reason I didn't go is because I got married young and my wife did not um, uh, approve of it, did not uh, want to go to China. And because of that, they suffer financially, they suffered um, physically many, many years, like decades. And if you're suffering in an area for decades, you may want to check on where you're missing it. Because if you're making, it's not just making all the right confessions, but you really got to, and it's not just being obedient. Sometimes people focus on, oh, you just got to be obedient. You got to be obedient. But it's also the, your willingness and we'll talk a little bit more about that next week. You have to really be willing to go wherever God wants you to go, willing to be wherever God wants you to be, willing to say whatever God wants you to say, and have a willingness in your heart concerning the things of God. You got to be willing. And if you're not willing, you're not going to... It's... Um, Okay, I'm, I'm going to stop because I'm preaching next week's sermon. Let's go back to speak, Lord, your servant is listening. And we talked about three ways of hearing. We talked about slow to hear, what you hear, and how you hear. Slow to hear, what you hear, and how you hear. So let's go to 1 Samuel. I'm reading out of the CSB. 1 Samuel, so if you have your Bibles, go ahead and get your Bible. I know most of y'all are probably on your smartphones, but get, get your Bible. 1 Samuel, come on, wave your Bible in the air <laughs> and make the devil mad. Say, this is my Bible. Just kidding. <laughs> I used to do that as a, a youth pastor. I, I got that actually from John Osteen. 1 Samuel chapter 3. And it's about 21 verses, and so let's take our time and let's look at that. So we're talking about the leadership of the Spirit, and today's ser sermon is called, Speak, Lord, Your Servant is Listening. 
The boy Samuel served the Lord in Eli's presence. And in those days, the word of the Lord was rare and prophetic visions were not widespread. One day, Eli, whose eyesight was failing, was lying in his usual place. Before the lamp of God had gone out, Samuel was lying down in the temple of the Lord, where the ark of God was located. So Samuel was actually in the presence of God. The presence of God, the ark of the Lord represented the presence of God. Then the Lord called Samuel, and the Lord and he answered, Here I am. He ran to Eli and said, Here I am. You called me? And I didn't, I didn't call, Eli replied. Go back and lie down. So he went and lay down. Once again, the Lord called Samuel. Samuel. Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am. You called me? I didn't call my son. He replied, Go back and lie down. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord because the word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. Once again, for the third time, the Lord called Samuel. He got up and went to Eli and said, here I am, you called me. And then Eli understood that the Lord was calling the boy. He told Samuel, go and lie down. If he calls you, say, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. The Lord came and stood there and called as before, Samuel, Samuel. Samuel responded, speak, for your servant is listening. The Lord said to Samuel, I am about to do something in Israel that will cause everyone who hears about it to shudder. On that day, it will carry out against Eli everything I said about his family from beginning to end. I told him that I'm going to judge the family forever because of the iniquity he knows about. His sons are cursing God, and he was not, and he has not stopped them. Therefore, I have sworn to Eli's family, the iniquity of Eli's family will never be wiped out by either sacrifice or offering. Samuel lay down until the morning. Then he opened the doors of the Lord's house. He was afraid to tell Eli the vision. But Eli called him and said, Samuel, my son, here I am. Answered Samuel, what was the message he gave you? Eli answered, Eli asked, don't hide it from me. May God punish you and do severely if you hide anything from me that he told you. So Samuel told him everything and, um, everything and did not hide anything from him. Eli responded, he is the Lord. Let him do what he thinks is good. Samuel grew and the Lord was with him. And he fulfilled everything Samuel prophesied. All Israel from Dan to Beersheba um, knew that Samuel was a confirmed prophet of the Lord. And the Lord continued to appear in Shiloh because there he revealed himself to Samuel by his word. Amen to the reading of the word. And so we see here, um, I just want to point out verse 20. It says, all Israel from Dan to Beer to Beersheba knew that Samuel was a confirmed prophet of the Lord. So for those who didn't think beer was actually in the Bible, we see that. It says beer. All right, that's a joke. All right. Um, uh, but, but I like the point. It says that the Lord was with him, and he fulfilled everything Samuel prophesied. 
So Samuel was truly a prophet of the Lord. How do you know if someone's a prophet of the Lord? One way is their prophecies come to pass. I'm not saying that you don't have to do any. There's some things that you as the listener or the, you as the one who's been prophesied to, you do have to do some things. But um, a true prophet, their words will come to pass. So let's take a look at this. So we see Samuel, the Spirit of the Lord, the Lord was actually dealing with Samuel, and the Lord was calling Samuel and giving him a word of vision for Eli and uh, also Israel. And notice that it says the, the Lord, the word of the Lord was, was, was not yet revealed to Samuel. So we need to do, we do need to pray for our ears to be open. And I'm not, and, and I'm not just talking about hearing a voice, you know, we'll get into the inner witness and so forth, but we need to be, we need to have our ears open. We need to hear what the Lord is saying. What is the Lord saying? Do you recognize his leadership? It's not that the Lord isn't speaking, but are we, are we recognizing his leadership? Are we in obedience to what he is saying? I have about nine things, nine keys to actually um, developing these listening ears. We're talking about speak, Lord, your servant is listening. And when we talk about listening, we're talking about obeying, listening to obey, he, harking, harking to the voice of the Lord, being obedient to the word. We, we're not just hearers of the word, but we actually want to be doers because that's where the blessing is. The blessing is actually doing what the Lord has said. Not only hearing, many times people put a great emphasis on the Lord speaking to them. And they make a big deal and saying, you know, and almost prideful, the Lord spoke to me or the Lord gave me a vision. That's not, that's not uncommon. Actually, he did say, in the last days, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see vision. So part of the outpouring of the spirit is that young men and young women will begin to see vision. And it says old men will begin to dream dreams. So there is something to visions, and we'll talk about um, different types of visions. But I want to encourage you not to get so prideful about the Lord speaking to you. It is it's, The people of God should expect the leadership of the Spirit. They should expect the Lord to speak to them because we are in relationship to God. We are his children, and he is our very own father. And if we'll do this thing right called prayer, then we will be hearing from God. It's not a, it doesn't make you spiritual or more spiritual just because you hear from God. What makes you spiritual is if you are in obedient to God. It's one thing to hear, but it's another thing to act upon what you've heard. All right, let's dive right into this. So Old Testament prophets were sent to guide the people of God. But in the New Testament, New Testament prophets are sent to confirm what the Spirit of God has already revealed to you. So God is not leading his people today by prophets. I know we just met with Prophet Williams a few months, a few weeks ago, and he prophesied to some of you all, and, and prayerfully that was confirmation for you, or that was some type of indication what the Lord has already been dealing with you. Prophets today are not sent to be uh, our guide. We have all the children of God have the Spirit of God inside of them. So we have the Spirit of God inside of us. And so we can look to the Spirit of God to lead us and to guide us. 
You should not, let me get close to this prophet so I can get a word. That's dangerous ground. We're not to be led by prophets. Thank God for prophets, but we're not to be led by prophets. We're to be led by the Spirit of God and the Word of God and the wisdom of God. Don't, don't, don't get stupid and, and, and look for always getting a word because if you're not careful, the devil will accommodate you. Also, we talked about this, that Christians are not supposed to be led externally. So we're not looking for signs and wonders. It's great to, when God does those things, but we're looking on the inside. And the inner witness is just as supernatural as some handwriting in the, on the wall or some handwriting in the heavens. That, that's just as supernatural as those things. Many a times people are looking for the spectacular, but they're missing the supernatural. And the supernatural, the promptings of the Spirit is so subtle you can miss it. Sometimes you think it is actually you and not God. There may be a holy suggestion. There may be a thought. There may be a, a, a prompting. And those things are just, just as supernatural as if I come and give you a prophetic word. So let's look at these keys. I believe there's about eight here. I combined a couple too, a couple of them and made them eight. I think I originally had 10, but we'll take our time and look at it. So how do you develop these listening ears? How do you have a posture of speak, Lord, your servant is listening? One is that you have to spend time in the word of God. You've heard me, if you've heard me preach at all, you know that I put great emphasis of studying the scriptures for yourself. You gotta spend some time reading the Bible, and not only reading the Bible, but actually studying the Bible. You gotta make time to study the scriptures. So many Christians that I know are looking for external, or um, they're looking for God to reveal to them his plans for their lives when they haven't read the overall arching plan for all humanity. So you need to read the Bible from Genesis to Revelation to really get to know what the will of the Lord is in general. And like I said before, if you'll study the scriptures, you'll, you'll have clear understanding of what the will of God is for your life. Even if you don't have a special revelation of specific details about your life and what the Lord wants you to do, you'll know at least the general will of God. One of the will of God that is known through the scriptures that is in everything, give thanks. So stop complaining, offering up thanksgiving. So in every situation, it is right for us to give thanks. For this is the will of God concerning us in Christ Jesus. So God expects his people to offer up thanksgiving continually before him. So we need to be thankful people. Another scripture that tells us the will of God just flat tells us the will of God is to abstain from fornication. That's sexual immorality. That's sexual activities outside of the marriage covenant. And so that is God's will. And so you can go on and on. Another scripture that lets us know part of the will of God is to pray without ceasing to always be in a posture of prayer. And so these are things that we need to know. So many times people are looking for the unknown will of God and not paying attention to the revealed word of God, the revealed will of God. The Bible is the revealed will of God. The Bible is God speaking to us. So if you want to hear from God, 
If you want to hear his will, you want to know his will, just begin to bathe yourself in the scriptures. There's no sure prophecy or sure guarantee that what God's will is than the scriptures. And so what you get privately for your personal life has to line up with the scriptures. So get in the scriptures, bathe yourself in the scriptures, immerse yourself in the scriptures so that you can know the will of God for your life. I cannot emphasize that enough. Get yourself in the word of God. Get, develop a routine. Some of you all don't have a routine. You need to make a routine. Don't you know that God's word is precious? And many Christians do not value the Word of God. They don't reverence the Word of God even enough to, to have read the Word of God. What a shame it would be to go to heaven and have never read his Word from Genesis to Revelation. You know, you call yourself a Christian and yet you, haven't, you don't know what he has already said. So spend some time bathing in the Word of God. Some of you all are confused because you, don't, you, have, you haven't spent time in the Word. You cannot study the Scriptures with the Holy Spirit and come out confused. Actually, you'll have clarity for your life. So let me say this. No Word, no clarity. No Word, no clarity. If you'll get the Word of God in you, and the Word of God is in you to the extent that you live it, you'll actually begin to have clarity for your life. That word will point you in the right direction. You know, the scripture often I quote is, train up a child in the way that they should go. That word will train you in the way that you should go. It will train you in the way of salvation. It will teach you everything from money to relationship with spouses and children to um, dealing with um, your calling as a Christian, as a worker. Uh, all about the assembly of the church, all those things, God reveals to us his will in his word. And so we are looking for the leadership of the spirit, but the spirit of God will always lead you in line or in sync with scripture. So you got to spend some time reading and studying and memorizing and meditating the scriptures. You'll find life. You'll find your life in the scriptures. Jesus found himself in the scriptures. I'm telling you, much will be resolved if you'll just spend time in the Word and allowing the Word to be first place in your life. That's the key of developing ears. We want to hear the Spirit. What is the Spirit is saying to the church in the middle of a pandemic? Pandemic. Well, go ahead and read those scriptures. It'll tell you what to do in the middle of any situation. So whether there's famine, whether, is, where there's, whether there's adversity, what should you do? The Bible tells us count it all joy when you find yourself in different trials and tribulation. And we can say this pandemic is a trial. It, it's, it's, it's an opportunity for us to put to use our faith. And the Word of God will help us to develop some listening ears. All right. As you can see, I can, I, that, that could, you can close your Bibles and go eat. No, just kidding. But you really could spend, um, you know, we could walk away from that. The second, thing, second key, or they're not necessarily in order, but I just want to put an emphasis on it. Um, well, for Scripture, for that what will be 2 Timothy 2.15. It says, to study to show yourself approved unto God, a workman that needs not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. So study the scriptures. Don't only just read it. Read the scriptures. But you need to study the scriptures. Study the scriptures. Get to know your Bible. 
When you go to prayer, when you go to pray, get your Bible, bring your prayer Bible in your prayer time because God will lead you in through the scriptures. All right. Second key is spend time in prayer. Spend time in prayer. If you have your Bibles, go with me. First Corinthians 14, 14. We're talking about developing listening ears. Focus today. Speak, Lord, your servant is listening. Are you listening to the word of God? Is the word of God your, your sure foundation? Have you made the word, word of God first place in your life? So whenever you're in a situation, look to the word. What does the word of God say about this situation? Are you dealing with a child that has issues? Look to the word. You're dealing with a work situation? Look to the word. You're dealing with a, a relationship, relationship situation? Look to the word. If you're, looking, you're dealing with um, hunger, look to the word. You're dealing with um, um, a plenty or prosperity? Look to the word. What do, you, what do you need to do? All right, 1 Corinthians 14, 14. 1 Corinthians 14, 14 says this. For if I pray, 14, 14 says this. For if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays, but my understanding is unfruitful. 15, what then? I will pray with my spirit or pray with the spirit and I will pray with my understanding. I will sing praise with the spirit and I will sing praise with my understanding. So here Paul is telling us the best of both worlds, to pray with the spirit and to pray with your understanding. So spend time in prayer is number two. Spend time in prayer, both in your native tongue or with your understanding, as well as with your spirit or in other tongues. Spend time in prayer. You, we're talking about developing listening ears. You cannot have listening ears if you don't ever spend time in prayer. Prayer is, we put great emphasis on prayer because the Bible puts great emphasis on prayer. We put great emphasis on praying in other tongues because the Bible puts great emphasis on praying in other tongues. So I'm telling you, you got to spend some time in prayer. You pray, you, you have your quiet times, and then you should have some time throughout the day. You're praying. Throughout last night, I worked last night, so I was praying all night. I said, Lord, I, I, I need grace. I need wisdom when it comes to my job. I need help and so forth. And I'm telling you, God will lead you and guide you and speak to you and prompt you in prayer. There are many ba battles that can be won in prayer. So before you, you know, if you follow the, if you follow the template that Jesus and the earlier church left behind, it'll give us some insight into how to deal with situation. Before any major event or major decision um, that Jesus or the earlier church did, they spent some time, extra time in prayer. Even before Jesus went to the cross, he spent time in prayer. And so you and I got to spend some time with the Father. How can we call him Father if we never spend any time in prayer. And remember, prayer is a dialogue. It's not just a monologue. You're speaking to God, but God should be speaking to you. There should be an exchange that takes place when you pray, an exchange for your worries for his peace, your sickness for his health, your ignorance for his knowledge and wisdom, and so forth, your humility for his exaltation. Spend time in prayer. If you'll just pray, you'll know what to do. Some of y'all are facing some really challenging situations. If you got that word, you spend the time in that word. You spend time, and when I say spend time in prayer, it doesn't have to be eight hours a day. It could be as simple as 20 minutes or 30 minutes. I don't want to put a timer on it, but you need to spend some quiet time before the Lord. Number three, 
Expect the leadership of the Spirit. I think what many times people fail as in being led by the Spirit is they don't expect to be led by the Spirit. And Romans 8, verses 14 through 16 talks about that for many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the children of God, the sons of God. And it goes on, talks about we receive the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. For we don't ha we have not received the spirit of fear, but uh, but we we have the spirit of adoption, and so forth. Romans eight fourteen, Romans chapter eight verses fourteen through sixteen. So to expect the leadership of the spirit, the children of God can expect for the spirit of God to lead them. So every day expect the spirit of God to lead you. Lord, lead me today. Guide me, order my steps. And so when you pray that prayer, something similar, then you can expect to be led by the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God wants to lead you. He'll lead you in the smallest things, such as finding your keys, to doing your homework, or to working, or dealing with your kids, or dealing with your, your body. God knows how to get you in shape spiritually, financially, mentally, emotionally, physically. Spirit of God is all He's, he's, he's concerned about all those areas of your life, and he wants to lead you in every area of your life. Do you believe that today? The Spirit of God wants to lead you in every area of your life. He'll lead you out of debt. He'll lead you out of sickness and disease. He'll lead you out of ignorance. He'll lead you to the best foods to eat. He knows, he knows the ins and outs of your body. He'll lead you to the vitamins to take. He'll lead you to the types of exercises that you need. He'll lead you and guide you and direct you. So expect him to lead you. Every single day, expect the Spirit of God to lead you. Many times people are not expecting anything. And remember that hope is great expectation. The word hope in the Bible means expectation. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. Or we could say faith is the substance of things expected. So what are you expecting today? What are you expecting for your life? Expect the Spirit of God to lead you. So Say this, say, I expect the Spirit of God to lead me. Spirit of God will lead you. I'm telling you the Holy Spirit is more real than your hand that is on your arm. The Spirit of God is real. He has been sent to indwell us. So expect Him to lead you. Expect Him to give you some strength today. Expect Him to guide you. And I'm not talking about expecting to hear voices again, but expecting to for His promptings, expecting the inner witness, expecting the wisdom of God to come to you. Spirit of God will lead you. If you'll expect it, He will perform what you expect. So put your expectation out there and expect him to lead you. Remember, the key, to, oh, the key to operating in Bible faith is the leadership of the Spirit. The key to receiving healing in your body is the, the leadership of the Spirit. The key to getting wisdom is the leadership of the Spirit. The key to really understanding the Bible is the leadership of the Spirit. The key to getting prosperity or provision is the leadership of the Spirit. The key to being successful in life is the leadership of the Spirit. You can expect to be led by the Spirit of God every single day. He, he is not limited to some prophet. He's not limited to a pastor, but he, he has been given to every believer, and every believer can expect to be led by the Spirit. I double dog, double dog dare you to, 
to trust the Holy Spirit to lead you every day. I'm telling you, there'll be testimonies blowing up my emails if you'll do so. The Spirit of God will lead you in your job. He knows how to get your job done quicker, more efficient, better than you can ever do. He, he knows how to get a homework assignment done. He knows how to get help you lose weight. He knows how to get your blood sugar down. He knows how to get your, your blood pressure down. He knows how to get wisdom to your... Listen, Spirit of God knows everything. And I think that we short-circuit our lives by not looking to Him. I look to Him every single day. Look to Him and he'll lead you and guide you. Expect him to speak to you. Expect him to prompt you. All right. The next part, the next key is to obey your conscience. Obey your conscience. Go with me to Acts 24. Acts 24. Are you getting anything out of this? I want you to go ahead, if you're on Facebook Live, um, go ahead and shoot some hearts. Come on, hit those hearts. Share, share this video if you're on Facebook or even on YouTube. Share it on all social media platforms. Go ahead and share it. Share, share, share. Okay, obey your conscience. Acts chapter 24, verse 16. This is the Apostle Paul. He says, I always strive to have a clear conscience toward God and men. So we need to protect our conscience. Now, I actually put obey your heart and conscience, all right? Your heart, many times, can be interchanged with spirit. So your heart and your spirit. I'm not talking about your physical heart. I'm not talking about the seed of your emotions. I'm talking about your spirit. So obey your heart or obey your spirit and your conscience. Now, your conscience is the voice of your reborn again spirit, your reborn spirit. Your conscience is the voice of your spirit. Your conscience is a safeguard. Now, those who are not saved, those who have not um, experienced God through Christ, they can't trust their conscience because their conscience is impacted by their sins. Our conscience, because we're born again, we can trust our conscience because our conscience is, is, is the voice of our born-again spirit. So obey your conscience. What is your conscience saying? When you go and you, you write something that isn't truthful, your conscience will prick you. you you'll have something to check about. Oh, that's not right. Your conscience will tell you, you know, it, it will challenge you on things. So obey, keep a clear conscience. You want to have a clear conscience. And if you find yourself where your conscience is, is seared, then you can ask the Lord to, to, you can repent and ask the Lord to help you to obey. So listen to your conscience. Your conscience is the voice of your human spirit, your reborn spirit. And so it is a safeguard if you'll just follow that. Follow your conscience. What is your, your conscience would let you know, hmm, that's not right. You know, no, what, what, you, what you're doing, even music that you listen to or movies that you look at, the, your conscience will Say, don't look at that. It's, it's not right. It's not for right. You know, uh, it's not right for you to use the, those foul languages. It's not right. It's not right for you to lie. It's not right for you to look at that. It's not right for you to hear that. So listen to that. All right. Your conscience. All right. Next one is don't get distracted with this world. Don't get distracted with this world. This world has a way of distracting us. That's Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1 and 2. It says, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, 
who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. And it goes on and talks about putting aside every weight in the sin that so easily beset us. So don't get distracted with this world. Social media or um, the different networks, um, even books, you know, don't get distracted. I'm not saying you can't look at those things, can't be on social media. I'm not trying to give you a legalistic um, list, but I, what I am trying to say is, don't allow this world to don't don't allow this world to squeeze you in this mold. Don't uh, don't be conformed to this world, but instead, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So don't don't listen to the voice of the flesh. Don't listen to the voice of trials. Don't listen to the voice of social media. Don't listen to the voice of the news. Listen. Don't get distracted by this world because if you'll listen to the, this world, you'll, it'll produce fear in you. It'll, it'll, it'll bind you up, have you all confused. So don't get distracted with that, all right? Um, the next one is determine to obey the word. In other words, don't compromise. Don't compromise your obedience to the word. Don't compromise your obedience to the word. Always Look to obey the word of God. Always look to obey. All right. Um, I got a couple more. Do the last thing that the Lord spoke to you. Obey the last thing that the Lord spoke to you. And that's based out of 1 John chapter 1, verse 7. It talks about walking in the light. If you want more light, walk in the light that you have. So what has the Lord spoken to you? Have you been consistent in it? Maybe the Lord's telling you to exercise more. Have you, did you, have you done that? Maybe the Lord's telling you to pray in tongues 30 minutes a day. Maybe the Lord's telling you to get up a little extra early. Maybe the Lord's telling you to go to bed early. Maybe the Lord's, you know, so what has the Lord told you and have you been consistent in it? What was the last thing that he spoke to you? Sometimes we're looking for a new direction when we haven't been obedient to the last direction or last instruction. So do the last thing that the Lord spoke to you and keep obeying it. Keep doing what, what, what has the Lord spoken. All right, and then the next one is to uh, receive correction. Receive correction. So go with, this is my last scripture, Proverbs. Proverbs. Let's go to Proverbs and look at Proverbs chapter 3. Proverbs chapter 3. Here we go. And verses 11 and 12. Do not despise the Lord's instruction, my son. Do not loathe his, his, his discipline. In other words, do not despise his discipline. For the Lord dis disciplines the one he loves, just as a father disciplines the son in whom he delights. Don't despise the Lord's discipline. We're talking about speak, Lord. Your servant is listening. The Lord will correct you. The Lord will correct you. He will rebuke you. He will discipline you. He will chastise you. The Lord, yes, the Lord will chastise you. And he only chastises those that he loves. So if, you, if you're getting a whooping, a butt whooping from the Lord, um, that's a good thing. That means he loves you. I hope for those who are parents, if you're spanking your kids, you're spanking them because you love them, not because you're angry. 
You're spanking them because you don't want them to go and to develop some bad habits or to to go to, you know, I mean, there, there, there is, uh, um, you know, you spare the rod, you spoil the kid, you know. It, you, you, can, you can save your kid um, hell, save them from hell by spanking them. You can save them from jail by spanking them, all right? And so the Lord spanks us. He, he chastises us. He corrects us. He disciplines us, right? So receive correction. So how do we receive correction? I'm glad you asked. Well, first you receive correction by the Bible. So the Bible will correct you. The Bible will tell you how to think, how to pray, how to act. Some of, some of people have been praying wrong. They've been praying all kinds of stuff. The Bible will correct that. The Bible tells you how to deal with money, tells you how to, and, and I can go on, list goes on and on. And so receive corrections from the Bible. Then receive corrections from the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will correct you. You know that when you say something that brings down somebody else's character, you know on the inside you just missed it. You just missed it. I, I, I was talking to a couple of people this morning, and I was talking about my supervisor in a way that um, he, my supervisor, the supervisor that I was working with last night, uh, he got demote, demoted, and he kind of like trying to like throw his muscle because he got demoted and he got to prove himself. And I'm like, this is so dumb. He, he's doing something. Well, when I said it, I knew on the inside that I was wrong. Even if he's wrong, it doesn't matter because the Lord is going to deal with him based on how he deals with me, and the Lord's going to deal with me how I, how I deal with him, with my supervisor. So I'm telling you, correct yourself. You'll, you know if you say a word that you shouldn't be saying, the Holy Spirit will convict you. Actually, it's not the Holy Spirit convicting you. It's your own spirit convicting you. Holy Spirit only convicts of the sin of, of receiving Christ or not receiving Christ. And the whole, our spirits is the ones that convicts us or our conscience. And so when you, you know, if you say something that you have no business saying, I'm not just talking about cuss words, but maybe attacking somebody's character, the Holy Spirit will convict you. The Spirit of God will convict you by way of your spirit. So we receive correction from the Bible, receive correction from the Holy Spirit, and receive correction from spiritual leaders. Like, for example, from your pastor, receive correction. When, you know, sometimes people, oh, you're my pastor, I love you. But when I go to bring correction, it's like, oh, you're not my pastor. <laughs> right? You, you, you got to receive correction. Receive correction. I mean, know that that's, that's the Lord's discipline you, you know. The Lord lets you know when you're off, and he'll use spiritual leaders like your pastor to bring correction. And last but not least, receive correction from your brothers and your sisters in Christ. Your brothers and your sisters will call you on the carpet, and they'll let you know. You're complaining, bruh, you know, uh, you know you, or whatever the case may be. So we got to receive correction. That, 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 those are some keys in which will help you to develop listening ears. Father, I thank you for this word. I praise you, and I honor you this morning, and I thank you that you have given us listening ears. So we say as your children, speak, Lord. Your servant is listening. And I thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. That concludes this week's message, and thank you very much for listening. For more information about Kingdom Living Ministries, please call us at 732-324-2200. 
or visit our website at kingdomlivingnj.org. Also, you can write to us by mail at P.O. Box 519, Rancocas, New Jersey, 08073. And lastly, if you would like to partner with this ministry through your prayers or financial support, contact us via email at partners at kingdomlivingnj.org. Our prayer is that this message has encouraged you to live out the kingdom of God daily in your life by your obedience to His Word. God bless you.